You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And we have a very timely guest on today and uh, looking forward to a, a good conversation, Mr. Bob Wallace, uh, president of J.C. Taylor Insurance. And um, Bob has had his hands hands full uh, the past few days, uh, uh, probably more than the past few days, and it looks like there's a potential of even more bad weather coming our way. But we're going to talk about the impact of Harvey on insurance <coughs> and on the classic car hobby and what hobbyists uh, did and should do if they've got a storm coming their way. So... Bob, as always, welcome to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Great to be with you guys this morning, and uh, just wanted to uh, start out by saying uh, uh, this uh, this event has been uh, unexpected from a size standpoint, and uh, just looking at some of the reports on TV um, and some of the pictures and, and some of the uh, challenges that the folks in Texas and Louisiana are going through. Uh, our heart and soul goes out to the to those folks, and uh, we wish them uh, uh, the best in recovery and so forth. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're out there uh, right now, uh, working uh, to uh, try to help most of these folks out. But I think um, uh, it seems like, uh, based on the uh, TV and uh, looking at things there. Um, most of them are still, you know, shocked and still recovering and still, uh, still in a uh, uh, a mode of uh, survival. And uh, it'll be a little bit of time before a lot of them, most of them, will even be paying attention to whether or not they still have an antique car out there. You know. So, do you send actually send adjusters out or? Or use uh, freelance adjusters, or is it? Uh, I think a lot of your policies are uh, like a hundred percent anyway. So, I, what? What? And 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 I'm curious too. As we knew this was about to hit the coast of Texas, what preparation was J.C. Taylor doing, uh, preparing to uh, for the worst? Yeah, I think uh, to uh, uh, to. Uh talk about the uh, preparation first uh, um, when we have these types of events that are expected and so forth uh, we are checking in with the uh, with the insurance company claims department and um, and uh, what they are doing is getting ready by um, you know uh, doing a couple things one is that they're they're getting um, all their people tuned into uh, what needs to be done and uh, some of them have been there uh, and done that before and some of them need to be prepped and and uh, and uh, uh, taught a few things before before the event happens <clears throat> and um, the other thing that uh, that happens with uh, with our company is they have some um, uh, buses that they they put out uh, into the uh, territory, so they start those 
types of things almost right away when they know the area that's going to be hit and um they call those mobile claim centers and uh, so oh, they send cool. those down to those areas and uh, right now i'll give you the addresses later but uh, there's a there's already a couple buses down there um i call them buses but they're really uh mobile uh uh, specialty uh, uh, vehicles that are filled with all kinds of electric and electric uh, capability and satellite capability and even drone capability nowadays. So uh, it's all for uh, basically for communication purposes, whether it be the insurance company or whether it be even customers or just um, uh, people that are uh, needing uh, those kinds of services. So they'll be providing those uh, down there uh, during uh, during this event. Cool. Hey, Bob, Steve. First of all, I I really want to thank you for doing this. I know, I know you're very busy, but I, um, being a longtime customer and antique car owner, I I don't think anybody thinks about this stuff until it happens and and getting correct and right information out there for to have people to help them deal with this. And, of course, like you said, the, the home and family and other stuff is more important. And, 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 and these cars, you know, a lot of guys haven't thought about what they're going to do. And one of the questions where we start getting into some of this stuff, um, the, the information we're going to go over today is generally applicable to any natural disaster, whether it's a, a fire or a flood or tornado or any other kind of damage what we're going to talk about today you could probably apply to that stuff too right yeah i think so there's a lot of what uh happens um with other types of catastrophes that we've experienced that uh will require the same kind of uh response and same kind of uh activities that are that are going to develop there cool this event though uh steve is um uh, catastrophic in, in this sense that uh, you know they talk about the the idea of 100 year storms and, and um, this is actually a 500 year storm so if you can put it in perspective that was actually if you go back 500 years that was before our country was even started and uh, goes back to the first few days that the pilgrims were arriving you know and they haven't had this kind of a storm in, in that period of time. Uh, so this is catastrophic in so many ways. And some of the numbers we're hearing so far, there's there's uh, been um, 40 deaths that we know of. Yeah. Uh, there, there have been uh, 10,000, thousands, actually tens of thousands of homes that have been affected by, uh, by all of this. And we know, too, that uh, based on some projections that there's going to be 500,000 plus automobiles involved in this uh, wow amazing so uh, we're we're uh, we're thinking that um, you know we don't experience the depth and the breadth of this kind of a a problem very often Uh, even the previous two hurricanes haven't uh, and won't match this uh, this catastrophe J.C. Taylor insured the Mayflower is that what you were saying (laughs) We were writing policies as soon as we hit the shore. <laughs> you know, Bob, I was talking to a friend of mine in, in Texas, in Katy, Texas, and I, I was telling uh, 
Steve the same thing this morning. I, all this time, as they were forecasting this, you know, I, I may be dumb, but I'm not that stupid. I can, you can, I can visualize three feet on the wall or four feet on the wall, but I could not ever during the whole thing get my mind around it raining three feet or four feet. And so I, I asked my friend and Katie. I said, "My God, I can't, I can't." Imagine looking out the window and seeing it raining, you know, that much. It just is incredible. He said for three days in Katy, it was like being under your shower that and with the high pressure, and that that's all you saw was just water coming at you uh, the whole time. And I, I just I thought that yeah, was about as good an analogy as anybody had given me. It's just you know. We, we definitely were not expecting uh, no it wasn't no the, the, this type of catastrophe that's for sure yeah yeah they said it was gonna be bad but not this bad anyway let's let's get into some of the nuts and bolts about this so I have I have eight old cars let's just 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 say that that uh, I have damage and and I because of the the way my garage is laid out I have and I can just use my stuff. That, that I have varying degrees of damage. Okay, so I have a couple of the cars that aren't too bad, and then I have some that were under four feet of water because of the design of the building. What's the first thing as an anti-car owner when I that I should do? What 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 should I do first? Well, it just depends on when it is that you're reacting to it and so forth. Uh, of course, we, we did briefly mention the, the pre, uh, pre-event pre uh, strategies and so forth. I'll give you a few more things on that. Uh, but during, uh, during the event and everything, of course, uh, personal safety and so forth goes, goes first. And then uh, during the recovery period, uh, you will be checking on the vehicles to find out the status and uh, once you know that there are claims, uh, we would um, suggest that you contact us immediately. Uh, the 800 number is 1-800-345-8290. Uh, if, uh, if it's tough getting through, which it may be next week, uh, right now at this point, we have not experienced the uh, volume of uh, claim calls that we are expecting. People are still, you know, surviving and recovering sure. and, and all that type of thing. So it takes a while for us uh, to really get into full full mode here uh, because of the uh, delayed reaction that, that this this type of thing happens. Well, I, Bob, I would assume folks, there are a lot of folks that haven't even been able to get back to find out what kind of damage yeah. they have. Well, you that's know? for sure. And uh, in some cases, they're not allowed back yet because of safety and and, uh, and and those types of things. With that being said, have you all anticipated how far out is this going to go with you all, do you think? Months, years? Yeah, I think uh, if we go back to Sandy as a, uh, as a role, uh, it's going to be months. Uh, now, I mean, the impact um, of... The losses and so forth uh, go beyond that, of course. But uh, uh, the the time frame for people to uh, submit claims and, and get them uh, uh, taken care of uh, usually goes through. Uh, uh, you know, I think the last time we were 
we were still doing claims at least halfway through uh, six six months into the year. Yeah, and even yeah. then, there might have been a few stragglers here and there, depending on the situation. Is there any shutoff or time limit on when I can submit? Yeah, that's a, claim? a good question. I, you know, that's a good question. No, there's no no real um, uh, time that, that's required here. Uh, but uh, the sooner the better. As soon as you know that there's going to be a claim, check in with us on that 800 number. Uh, the other thing that they can do is um, now when they do if they if they do leave a message because of the volume of calls, they should leave their name and policy number. If they don't have the policy number, uh, their address with a zip code would be important so we can. Uh, Identify them and, and uh, maybe a phone number to, or an email to get back to them uh, on the if they if they do leave a message. Uh, that also would apply if they can also send a uh, a claim report um, initial claim report we call first report uh, to jctclaims at jctaylor.com. That's jctclaims at jctaylor.com. All right, where do you get this form? Where, where would I get this initial claim form? Well, we're, we're going to be taking that information um, over the phone and through the email uh, message. Once we get um, we get an indication of a claim, we will get back to that customer as quickly as possible, and uh, we will then get the details of the claim. If they could let us know also in that first report, which cars are involved. Like you said, Steve, maybe not all the cars are going to be involved. And maybe you have some cars in, in one place and some cars in another place, which we have a lot of those kinds of situations, too. Let us know which ones are involved so we can, uh, you know, uh, identify those cars and, and make that part of the claim situation. Okay. Now, so, all right. The other thing, too, one right. of the other things that was mentioned uh that really gets helpful sometimes with the adjusters once they do, if when and if they do have to go out. Sometimes they don't have to go out. Uh, sometimes they can do this uh, without having to visit the uh, the customer. But uh, photos uh, of uh, of the cars uh, when they first identify the situation. Um, you know, everybody's got a, a cell phone anymore, and just take a few photos of, of the situation. That is really helpful for the adjusters uh, sometimes too. You know, do do all right. That was that was a question that I had, and and so I I call your office, and you guys do you guys want uh, and say you have somebody that has say a couple of Duesenberg, a Stevens Durier, a few of this, you know, uh, a Ferrari La Ferrari. Oh, uh, anyway, then we get back. I want to talk about. You know, once I've talked to you, what do I do then? All right, we're gonna, uh, Dave's going to take a break. We'll be back right sure. after. Yeah, there's, there are some things we need to do, uh, and uh, we'll chat about that in a second, huh? Right. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, Consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. 
I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show with Mr. Bob Wallace from J.C. Taylor Insurance talking about the disaster of Harvey. And, uh, Bob, you know, there there are so many questions to be asked, and Steve was uh, just going into one before we went to a break. Yeah, uh, Bob, I... You know, like I said, I, I've talked to you and I and I've contacted you, and you know I'm going to do something. So that and you told me, you know, I, I need to get started. Uh, depending upon the value of the car, is it important for me to have somebody come in? It, you know, I have a Model A Ford, and another guy calls with a, a Duesenberg. Is the higher the value of the car, more likely you have to have somebody come and look at it before things progress? or it's not important? Uh, that may or may not be important. Uh, the, um, the process will be uh, for the uh, adjuster to contact the, um, the claimant and get an idea of the depth and the breadth of the claim, if they can, to see, uh, to see what's going on there. Sometimes you can't tell because, especially with water claims, um, it's really hard to tell sometimes what the uh, what the damage is. Once the uh, there, there's two things that we found in Sandy. Uh, the main thing was most of the Sandy claims were salt water, and of course that is really oh, yeah. destructive. Uh, salt water claims usually end up being total losses once they get to a certain point. If they get to the engine, it's going to be uh, nine times out of ten is going to be total loss issue, um, and even then sometimes. Uh, with salt water, you have a situation where um, it's a time element thing. Uh, you could flush that car out for a couple of days in a row, and and uh, still the, the salt water and, and and the future rust and devastation is still going to occur on that car. So, uh, so that's a possibility. The other thing with this particular uh, situation with Harvey is that we uh, we will have a lot of polluted water, and that can be um, almost as destructive in terms of the interior of the car and so forth. So um, a lot of these water claims are going to be, um, you know, total losses on on, uh, on the vehicles. Now, the company, of course, will make that determination. And, um, and then one of the things I do want to mention is that uh, our approach has always been, look, um, as you know, Steve, some of these cars have sentimental value. Yes, and, uh, sure. It's not like uh, with your other regular cars where you can just go out and replace that car with something very similar to it. You you can't replace these cars in some cases. So so there's a a major effort on the part of uh, the customers uh, and interest in a lot of cases to keep the salvage and so forth. 
and uh, we, we make a big effort to make sure that if the customer is interested in maintaining or, or, or getting the salvage that, that we uh, accommodate that situation. So we've got those kinds of things happening out there. It's the, the kind of losses that are happening. We did uh, uh, have, I think it was mentioned that we uh, somebody wanted to know how many claims we've had so far. We, we haven't had a whole lot of claims reported so far. We've got, had about uh, 60, 60 some claims reported as of yesterday. Um, I don't know what the, the number is today. Uh, but we expect that to increase exponentially over the course of this next week. Um, now, of those 50 claims, uh, there's quite a few more cars involved in that. Like you, like you said, Steve, some people have more than one car, so uh, there there could be a lot of uh, uh, there's going to be definitely more more cars in that. Probably double the number of claims that we have. So we're dealing with um, with those kinds of numbers. Um, the, uh, the other thing, too, is that I would like to mention is that um, the claims department has asked me to use uh, uh, their main theme is going to be to try to make sure that, that they emphasize patience in this situation because, as as you may suspect, it's there's a lot of time issues here. There's a lot of volume of claims. There's uh, a lot of infrastructure uh, and uh, that that we will need to come to bear on on these claims that are going to be tapped out. I mean, they're going to be overwhelmed with, um, you know, the body shops, the experts uh, that are involved in these types of things and getting the repairs and, and uh, getting them to places where we can get repairs. Um, you know, that's going to be a challenge. So there's going to be time involved in this thing. And, uh, it's going to require a lot of patience on both the Bob, uh, can I, company can I, and the and the uh, and the customer's part. Bob, can I interrupt you for one second on on the claims and on the rest on the restoring of a restored car? Um, if you got a young whippersnapper like Ronaldo, and he says, you know, I don't want to take it to somebody else. I want to do the repairing of it myself. I know my car. How do you, where's the line, or how is a line drawn between, if, if I'm taking it to a shop, they estimate it's going to be 10000 bucks. If Ronaldo does it by himself, um, parts are going to be, say, $4,000 or whatever. Or you, can he put in the claim for the other 6000 Or how, how, how do you draw a line there of who does the restoration from a, from a disaster? I think the answer to that question is that it will take working with the adjuster that will be assigned to the case to work those kinds of details out with the uh, with the customer, and it will be his responsibility to work with the customer to get the vehicle back in shape in, in whatever uh, way that the customer feels is the best. Uh, we do rely on the customers. Uh, to have a, a great deal of input on these uh, on these losses, uh, and then there's also this situation, which uh, compares to maybe a onesie claim that we have during the course of the year, where all the resources are available to that one claim situation, whereas in this case, maybe not all the resources that are needed to to bring to bear on that claim are going to be available as quickly and. 
as as uh, effectively as can be. So it's going to be one of these things where we use the, the resources that we have available. The customer can, um, of course, help in the process if he knows somebody in maybe a different state that can um, can do some work for him or something like that. We can always work that into the claims process. But it's in this situation, it's going to be. Um, you know, the infrastructure um, and the resources that are going to be available are going to be a factor in that whole process. Sure. So if you, if you, by my understanding, you, you, you pay off 100% on a car. It's your car, right? Okay. Yep. Uh, then what? <clears throat> then what? Right. Well, what happens is uh, if we if we total the car, uh, that's what you will do. You will get. You will get the hundred percent of the insurance value on that car, and um, and then it's up to you. Uh, do you want the salvage or do you not want the salvage? And of course, we'll work with you in terms of uh, letting you keep the salvage if that's what you want. The insurance company's problem, and and you can imagine the. Um, the amount of salvage that's going to come out of this oh, from the standpoint of automobiles, if we're talking a minimum of 500,000 cars out there, uh, the logistics of handling that kind of uh, salvage operation is going to be enormous. I thought we had a big issue when, that, when the salvage issue came up in New York, but this is even going to be way beyond anything that any anybody imagined uh, that happened in New York. So... Uh, so the salvage issue is something that um, will, um, it'll be one of these things where if the customer wants to keep the car, uh, they will be allowed to do that, of course, and uh, then it's up to them to uh, to use parts or to, uh, to try to get it back uh, to its original. Uh, and as you know, Steve, uh, restorations take all kinds of forms, whether it's just a uh, an effort to... Um, to get it back to the point where it's uh, operational, or whether it's getting back to a uh, concourse level of uh, sure uh, of restoration. Heavens. So there's all kinds of um, uh, different uh, objectives on the part of insureds uh, when it comes to um, you know uh, getting these cars back uh, on the road or or getting ready for future shows and things like that. So going to be different you know everybody's going to be different in that situation oh, yeah. that's where the claims adjuster is going to come in all right if bob, bob we're going to have to take a break in just a second i'm curious are we know in the newer car side of it that like with everything unfortunately uh the crooks come out and uh, when we get back i'd like to address a little bit of that if we have sure. that same situation uh, in the classic car business. So we're going to take a break right quick. You're listening to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Our guest is a very special person, Mr. Bob Wallace with J.C. Taylor Insurance. We're talking, unfortunately, we're talking hurricanes today, and I put that plurally because we've got another one that looks like yeah. that, uh, potentially will be Amazing. coming our way. So we'll be back right after this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com 
and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show with our very special guest today, Mr. Bob Wallace. Uh, <laughs> Bob, if I, you know the old saying uh, about wearing a, my, the moxkins walking in the in the shoes. I I, uh, I can't imagine being in your shoes today with with uh, going through Hurricane Harvey and the insurance policies you have out in Texas, and then you turn on television and there's another decent possibility that that the U.S. will be hit again on the East Coast uh, in the very near future. But, um, you know, I'd asked before we went to break about, it seems like in, in all catastrophes, disasters that uh, you always have the crook influence coming out. Do you see that in the classic car side of it as well? Uh, Not as much, I would say. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's kind of interesting you asked that question. Uh, Just yesterday, one of uh, my claims reps in, in the office was saying, you can't believe the phone call I just got. Uh, somebody in the middle of all this, somebody called and said, look, I know a lot of these cars are going to be uh, uh, damaged and everything, and I want to put my name in for uh, any any damaged cars or anything I'd like to purchase from you guys. <laughs> you know, so everybody... <laughs> Well, but besides, besides there are there are individuals that are worried more about themselves than they are about uh, other people. Yeah, and I other, wonder other who that could be. There, you know? I wonder and, who uh, that could be. So, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> besides besides that call, Bob, I got to ask: How many people have called up, talked to you all about? You know, I meant to get that insurance policy before. <laughs> have you had any of those calls? No, not yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> They probably wouldn't do that. They probably would say, uh, uh, you know, what? What? Uh, I better not admit that I should have done this. But uh, the uh, what happens with all insurance companies, of course, is uh, with uh, catastrophes on their way. Uh, I know uh, our insurance company has a uh, network of people that keep an eye on the weather and and. Uh, you know, fires and, and uh, windstorms and and, uh, and tornadoes and, and all these types of things. And they preempt all that with um, notices to their agents and so forth that they are not allowed to bind coverage 
starting at a certain point, and then they, of course, take take the uh, the lock off uh, as soon as it's ready to be taken off. Uh, so they're notifying us all the time of when when things can be bound and when they can't. You know, because the insurance companies have been uh, bitten before uh, uh, by situations where somebody said, "Oh, I, you know, um, I did." Uh, uh, expect to uh, uh, to send that policy in or that application in and and, uh, and didn't do it, or uh, they try to uh, get it in there before the uh, the storm hits. You know, sometimes the storms hit uh, or these events hit after the fact, but they know they're coming, and they try to get the um, you know get the coverage in there uh, ahead of time, and so the insurance companies have gotten. Uh, uh, to the point where they don't want to deal with that type of thing anymore. It gets really complicated when you have those time time element issues. So they usually shut things down uh, ahead of these storms and catastrophes, uh, at least a few days ahead, uh, so the coverage is not allowed to be bound during those times. Do do uh, are the insurance adjusters that are going to be uh, be there? Are they your your guys, or are, do you just have a general pool? And if they're general pool guys, how how informed are they about the anti cars and anti car hobby and all of this stuff? Yeah, our uh, it's going to be a combination of both, Steve. Uh, the um, there are adjusters that will be company people that will be out there. Uh, Usually what happens is we have a, uh, an ongoing uh, relationship with a lot of uh, general adjusters. Uh, uh, most of those adjusters that we deal with are people that are capable and understand the, uh, the nature of the antique automobile. So we have relationships that have developed over the years uh, uh, in different parts of the country uh, for people that have the expertise to be able to do that. Uh, in a lot of cases, sometimes it doesn't take, um, uh, you know, superior expertise uh, on all claims, but it, it does require uh, that expertise to be handled um, um, in some cases uh, on special claims and special types of vehicles. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, the other thing, too, is in-house they have people that, have, uh, that are dealing with this all the time. And so they can talk... Uh, maybe a general adjuster through the process and what to look for and to guide them uh, if they're if they're just getting started in the process. So uh, the in-house people are really the the keys to um, to how how things are adjusted and and uh, the expertise that needs to be brought to bear on this uh, this problem. You know. Yeah, Bob, Bob. Would you say in all of this, probably the most important thing is communication between your customer and you all in that I, I was just uh, going through some some of this and, and looking at the fact that the house is destroyed, uh, I'm retired, I pay my bills from the house, my checks are gone, uh, and I have a premium due with uh, J.C. Taylor Insurance. Mm-hmm. So, and if I call you and explain this, I assume that, that you all will... Or, or what's what's the deal with that? Yeah, we're we're already experienced in those kinds of calls, uh, and um, 
there, there are two things. One is our, our policies always be, have been that we extend the, the grace period for, uh, for those things to be taken care of, uh, at least a month and in some cases more than that. Uh, also, uh, the uh, state insurance department requires extensions uh, automatically in a situation like this. They, may, they put a notice out and say that you have to extend the, uh, the billing process and the collection process on uh, renewal premiums and so forth by a certain amount of time. So uh, that is kind of built into the process nowadays, uh, and, um, and people can feel comfortable that they don't have to run back to the house and get their checkbook and their invoice and, and send it in right away. We're going to give them plenty of time to do that, and um, least of that's the least of things that we want them to be worrying about yeah. uh, at this point in time. Yeah, one of the things I, I I think this points out one of the things too that that uh, anti car insurance is pretty cut and dried and pretty specific about everybody you know your responsibilities the owner's responsibilities. I think it's a little easier than just you know in in, uh, in, in cheering your Hyundai Sonata with State Farm. I think you guys have a pretty clear cut set of procedures to deal with yeah I, I i guess steve maybe you're talking about um uh the process of submitting uh your application yeah and value and, and value yeah. and value and value yeah, yeah. we have a, a special uh approach to establishing the value uh it's it's usually uh one of these things where we call it agreed value and we work with the customer to agree to a value that they feel comfortable with and we feel comfortable with when it comes to uh, setting up the value of the antique car. Cool. We were talking off the air and I, I asked kind of a goofy question, but will this affect everybody's insurance rates in the old car hobby going forward? And did it like with Katrina or Andrew in Florida? Or Sandy in New York? Did it? Did did, did was there an, a, a noticeable uh, after a change? Uh, the the answer to that question is that the insurance companies are usually uh, looking at these things after the fact, uh, so down the road a piece, uh, and in combination with other things that are happening, the normal claims that they have, they will look at the. Um, the, the catastrophic losses also to be incorporated in that. Insurance companies uh, have a um, uh, a part of the insurance process that they call reinsurance, and what that means is that insurance companies plan for catastrophic loss and for large losses, and they go out and they buy insurance themselves for these types really? of things. Huh. And uh, so what, what they will London. do is they will go to the reinsurance market to reinsure these catastrophic losses. And those catastrophic losses can be um, developed in a couple of ways. One of them will be um, individual claims, and then there's also the overall uh, claim uh, volume uh, and amount, amount of dollars that will, that will be involved. So some insurance companies will have their reinsurance kick in at a certain amount on individual uh, claims, like they may pick out a, uh, a number of $5 million or something like that for an individual claim where they'll self-insure for the first $5 million and then they'll dump the rest of it off into the reinsurance market. Uh, that can happen also in these 
catastrophic situation. So they might say, look, we're going to take and absorb uh, $500 million of catastrophic loss, and then we'll reinsure anything above that. So they go out and they have to uh, buy the reinsurance. So you can imagine that down the road, um, these things are, are time things, down the road that these uh, and we, if we have enough catastrophes during a, a certain period of time that the reinsurance costs are going to go up and of course if the reinsurance costs go up then it passes back down to the customer eventually you know sure but, but so that's, these in, that's in are, 500 uh, years isn't it yeah, 500 are kind of built years. into the entire system that, that, uh, that, that insurance is uh, 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 responsible for Okay, I have one more question that I think I... Uh, all right, let's go ahead a year from now. And the, some of these cars are going to start hitting the hitting the retail market. Hemmings is going to... You're going to start seeing... Boy, this is this Mustang, Shelby 68 Mustang I've always wanted. Is there a way for somebody next spring to find out if this if this was a flood damaged car in antique car I know they have all those uh, for regular cars they have this and you can get it but is there a way for somebody to find out about an antique car is there any what would you tell somebody to be a you know you got to be a little suspicious sometimes yeah Steve I think the problem there is that with antique cars it's going to be more difficult uh, you know, they're, they're not going to be uh, subjected to the kinds of things that the regular automobiles are going to be subjected to in terms of, you know, they have to be destroyed at a certain point or whatever. And um, and so uh, it's going to be buyer beware. And, um, uh, you know, it's one of those things that um, you do, do need to be careful. You do, do, do need to be uh, do your due diligence in terms of, uh, the location of where you're buying the car and so forth could have ha- had some impact from a uh, hurricane or water damage or flood or or anything like that. So, could somebody to, call yeah, you? Very careful with it. Could somebody call you and ask if you had paid a claim on X number of uh, on X car? Could they call your office and ask? Uh, you know, the answer to that question is I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know that that we keep a database of um, okay. serial numbers on vehicles <clears throat> for claims. That may be available. Uh, I don't know the answer to that question, Steve. That's a good question. Uh, there's a possibility that with all the data that we collect on these things, certainly we know the serial number on that vehicle when it is uh, subject to a claim. So uh, I guess it's possible that, that we could uh, we could probably look something like that up. Did you have much or any of that after Sandy? Really, no. That issue had, uh, did not come up after Sandy. Um, uh, it was mentioned a couple times, uh, but uh, it wasn't anything that really came to fruition that, that I can uh, remember. With that, we're going to take our last break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to sort of turn the mic over to uh, Bob and let him go over some things. And also, uh, at the same token, Bob, with this other storm potentially coming our way, uh, maybe you can tell people uh, exactly what they need to be doing in preparation if this thing were to hit. So we'll be back with Bob Wallace from J.C. Taylor Insurance on the Classic Car Show right after these messages. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. 
From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show, our last segment with Mr. Bob Wallace, J.C. Taylor Insurance. And uh, this may go down, Bob, is one of our most important shows ever, and we certainly appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. I know it's got to be hectic right now. And uh, talking... To us about insurance and uh, catastrophes and disasters and uh, you know it, it like I said uh, as we were going to break it looks like uh, we may be scratching our heads again with another one coming our way Irma I believe and what I'm just curious what are you all doing from your side as far as preparation and what should the uh, classic car owner be doing from their side? Yeah, one of my underwriters. Uh uh, you know, I asked the underwriters uh, to uh, to give me uh, some thoughts on that at at, at some point, and um, uh, some of the things that we came up with uh, were um, to um, when you know you have a situation uh, on the way, and even before that, uh, planning uh, to have an evacuation plan uh, is important, not just personally, but also. Uh, Possibly for that special car that you want to protect and everything, and we we encourage that um, for folks that are uh, in harm in potentially in harm's way, such as uh, anybody that's living near water and and uh, living near the coast and so forth. That if they have a special uh, need for uh, making sure that uh, that they're antique cars protected uh, is to find an evacuation plan that that includes moving it to higher ground maybe there's a friend or something that has uh, a garage that you could move it to during a potentially uh, difficult situation that uh, you can do it ahead of time I know uh, we've had conversations with uh, especially with large lines customers uh when, when a customer has a lot of vehicles and a lot of valuable vehicles, we always encourage the thought of a um, 
putting a plan in place where those vehicles can be moved uh, to another location or to several locations uh, to uh, to help the the uh, the, the, the uh, potential for loss there. And um, you know, it's 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 a couple things. One is you don't want to uh, lose that special car. Uh, but there's a heck of a lot of value involved in these things sometimes, and you want to protect that too. So, uh, uh, and and yes, the insurance is going to, you know, pay the claim, but you don't want sometimes to even have to go through that process of having a claim. And if you can avoid that claim, that's one of the ways that we uh, we always talk about in the insurance process um, or, or risk management process that um, when you have um, potential for loss, um, one of the ways to uh, uh, to help with that potential for loss is to try to find a way to avoid that loss. <coughs> and so if you can find a way to uh, to have a plan in place where you can call a friend and say, look, uh, that thing's getting closer and it looks like it's going to be really bad, I'm going to bring my car over to your place because it's uh, higher ground and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to do that. Those kinds of things are um, are, are really helpful uh, for uh, uh, for a lot of folks. Uh, the other thing that we do uh, suggest is that if you're caught um, caught short on time and so forth, is to tie, try to take some protective action within uh, your own uh, garage and so forth um, to the point where um, maybe you put uh, some sandbags around the doors or at the bottom of the doors and everything and believe it or not that kind of thing actually does work I mean to a certain extent uh, there'll probably be a little little bit of water that would get in but if you can sandbag those doors uh, that sometimes really does help and, and uh, it's a game of inches sometimes uh, I know with uh, uh, one of the hurricanes that hit the Jersey Shore there we, I had a friend that had uh, had a vehicle uh in, in his garage and couldn't get to it and uh, the, the garage door was closed enough that the water on the water line on the outside of the garage door was um, several inches uh, higher than the water line that was on the wheels of the car and uh, and and just because those doors were closed and and sealed a little bit better than, than probably most um he was able to avoid a really bad situation with uh, with that. It was salt water, so uh, yeah. he would have lost uh, at least wheels and, and mechanisms and, and uh, uh, you know those kinds of things that are in the lower part of the car. So um, so th- that, those kinds of things uh, can be um, uh, you know really helpful in a, in a situation like that. So there are preparations that you can make. And uh, I think Steve was uh, telling me about a, a situation where somebody had made the effort to jack their cars yeah, up. Yeah, with truck uh, jack stands. Uh, they had some mechanisms that they could jack their cars up. And certainly, if you can do that, if you can get those uh, cars off of the, uh, off of the ground, uh, I mean, even uh, six inches or whatever you can get them up, uh, I know we have those those lifts, Steve, where you can yeah. uh, get the uh, the vehicle off the ground because sometimes people uh, the antique car uh, 
uh, enthusiasts like to get those off the concrete sometimes, so they, they will jack them up on these uh, extensions, and uh, they're not expensive, and they can, that can be done rel- relatively easily um, ahead of time. Uh, I mean, uh, most, of the, most of these kinds of things are uh, things that we can prepare for even days in advance uh, of the situation. Sure. So, so those are those are always good things to do, you know. Okay, with the time left, tell everybody uh, it's happened. Now, what do I do? Yep. Okay. What, what do I do? Let me just re- repeat those uh, uh, communications uh, uh, numbers: one eight hundred three four five eight two nine zero. And there's a prompt for claims, and you would go into the claims situation, and um, hopefully uh, uh, during uh, during certain hours, the, the customer uh, claims rep will be there, and they can take the information. If it's uh, overloaded or it's backed up, and you need to leave a message, make sure you leave your name, policy number, uh, and zip code, and... Um, and the phone number to call you back on or an email to get back to you on. Uh, if you uh, find it difficult to get through on the phone or you don't have a phone capability, uh, you can use the uh, uh, the email address jctclaims, C-L-A-I-M-S, at jctaylor.com. Those are the uh, two ways to get in touch with us. The other thing I wanted to mention, Steve, is uh, that um, the uh, I've been told by the insurance company, uh, which would be Farmers Foremost, uh, those claims, uh, uh, mobile claim units, uh, are in two locations right now. They're working on a third, but the two locations that we know of are the HEB Grocery uh, at 6106 North uh, Navarro Street in Victoria, Texas, and those claims uh, mobile units will be available from eight to five uh, every day. Uh, the second location is HEB Grocery. Uh, I get that must be a grocery store uh, parking lot uh, that they're in. One four zero nine Highway thirty five North. Business Rockport, Texas. Again, eight to five there, and uh, those mobile units are really fantastic. I've uh, I visited them, gone through them. The amount of electronics and communications capability that they have. If you need to charge your phone or or even get a, a, a bottle of water or or, uh, uh, or get some communication capability. Um, uh, those are really fantastic. Uh, Bob, let me interrupt you one second. Sure. I, I want to remind everybody that's listening and listening to the podcast, if you've got a friend in the Houston area, take down the information that Bob just gave you because we're, we're preaching to a choir that may not have a radio, may not have a computer, but listen to just what you gave out, that they've been affected, their power's off or whatever. And uh, if you've got a friend, though, that, that's listening there in Oklahoma or wherever they might be, 
that's listening to the show or downloading the show, be sure as soon as you can to call your friend, get in, get a hold of your friend. Uh, I know a very close friend uh, that I have in Houston. He's been without telephone and Obviously, with no telephone, that means no computer, no cell phone, no nothing. So in the next few days, get that information to them that Bob just gave out. Sure. Could we get Bob maybe send it to you when you post it on the website, those addresses and phone numbers? Sure. Uh, I'll give it to you quick again. It's the HEB Grocery in Navarro Street in Victoria. And then the other one is HEB Grocery Store uh, in um, uh, Highway 35. Uh, north uh, business uh, Rockport, Texas. You know, and this, uh, like I said a minute ago, communications is so important, and and uh, it's going to be a while before a lot of those folks even get their power back. So they won't have this unless a friend of theirs in the AACA or in one of the other local clubs gets it, writes it down, and get it to your friend that may have that's been affected by this hurricane and potentially uh, Irma that's coming our way. Bob, any anything that you'd like to wrap up with right quick? We've got about a minute and a half. No, uh, just uh, uh, best wishes uh, to everybody out there, especially in the recovery process that will probably begin to start uh, here. I understand the, that uh, they're mentioning the... Uh, Peak water is expected sometime uh, today, and uh, and after that, it'll be all about recovery. And we we hope to help those folks recover, especially when it comes to their antique car. And uh, uh, we're we're there, ready and and willing to uh, to help them whatever way we can. Bob, once again, you don't know how much we appreciate. Yeah, I I learned a lot. I I think it was really useful. to come on today and be on the Classic Car Show. And, uh, you know, if you need to get a message out, if we can help you, uh, call us and we'll be glad to uh, run some PSAs and uh, uh, about the Classic Car hobby and, and uh, the relationship between J.C. Taylor Insurance and uh, all of your customers are in Texas and, and other affected areas. Very good. Thank you very much, and and uh, I will send those uh, addresses to you. Okay. All right. And, uh, hopefully, we won't have to come on next week with the same thing, but uh, if we do, we'll give you a call. That'd be great. More than happy to help, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to be with you guys this morning. And uh, hopefully, we we help some folks out there with some information. And uh, we'll uh, anytime you need me, uh, certainly feel free to give me a call. All right. Thanks, Bob. We'll see you at Hershey, if not before. Yeah, Hershey's coming up next month. Tell everybody, don't forget about that. Okay. Take care, Bob. Bye. Take care now. Thank you. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, Just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been my insurer for years in this hobby and have... The top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, 
tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.